Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. In the Squarehouse, now starting from just $3.19. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for Breakfast on SENZ. Yes, Baz and Dizzy for Breakfast on SENZ. We're coming up to 17 away from 8. And we're going to do a little Pete Burling and Blair Chook tack left here. And we're just going to get into a little bit of NBA chat before we tack right again back to what's unfolding with the Black Ferns because the text machine has been flying and we loved Richie's core on the Kennard Tire phone line. But right now we're going to talk some NBA. The season started with the newest super team declared 70 wins floated by the NBA analysis uh, analysts and passive-aggressive tweets from LeBron James declaring, you wait, we'll show you. Well, the wait is over because the Los Angeles Lakers season is done. Oh, no. Before the NBA playoffs play and games have even started, it was might be one of the most underwhelming seasons ever. And our man on the ground, NBC LA sports reporter, Michael J. Duarte, right in the middle of the Lakers' exit interviews now, He's been good enough to take our call. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. How is the mood in L.A., my friend? Yeah, that's a great question. The mood here is a little (laughs) bit mixed, man. The Lakers right now, they're broken as two couples that sleep in separate beds. You know what I mean? It's just something that uh, is, is not fixable at this time in Lakers land. But at the same time, you know, I think a lot of people are feeling bad for head coach Frank Vogel, who had to be Mm. the man to proverbial fall on the sword, so to speak. He was made the fall guy for the most disappointing season in franchise history. And unfortunately, as I just interviewed uh, general manager Rob Palenka uh, on Zoom right before jumping on this call with you guys, you know, he said that the, the blame for this season starts with him at the top for constructing the Mm. roster. Obviously, they got feedback from Frank Vogel, but mostly they got feedback from LeBron James and Anthony Davis and also Rich Paul of Clutch Sports to compose this roster that was just uh, an island of misfit toys that could not fit together and could not function uh, perfectly and the way that they wanted to come Mm. together cohesively. So there are some fans that feel bad for Frank Vogel. I mean, imagine 
you've dedicated your life and soul to something for three years. You were away from your family living in a bubble for three months. You have the highest of highs winning an NBA championship, the first time you've ever done that in your career. Uh, and then obviously the lowest of lows, a season like this uh, with all these superstars and butting heads with a lot of them throughout the year, injuries mm. and inconsistency and 41 different lineups uh, derailing you. Uh, the, the front office puts a team together with the oldest roster in NBA history, and you're a defensive coach who needs athletic athletic young guys that can run the court, run the floor, and jump high and, and block shots, and you don't have that, and then you get the blame for it. Even after Frank Vogel uh, contracted COVID at the end of last year and had to be at a hotel away from his family all through Christmas and New Year's, uh, we forget about mm. that. He ends up being the one who finds out he is fired via a tweet after the final game oh. of the season and was not told by the front office face-to-face until this morning. Uh, I think fans feel for Frank Vogel right now, but are also hopefully looking forward to a, a brighter future without him and without Russell Westbrook and some of these older pieces that just didn't fit. Mate, just, we've been talking a lot on the show about identity, team cultures, where they come from, understanding the past and the history, the Kobe Bryants, the Magic Johnsons. Do, do you feel like the current situation with, with what's unfolding in LA, that they've kind of gone away from the LA Lakers style and, and what they're about? Do you feel like that identity's kind of gone? Well, that's, you know, a style of play can be something as simple as who is the head coach or who are the players and personnel you mm. have on your roster. But a culture, as you're speaking of, that's a little bit different. And I don't know if you guys down there, down under in Kiwiland, get to watch HBO Max, but there's a little show that's on right now called Winning Time about the Showtime-era Lakers led by Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar of the late 70s into the 80s and that dynasty. And that is a beautiful glimpse and view into how the Lakers came out of one culture where they were a good franchise who was perennially in the NBA Finals. But as we know with Jerry West and Wilt Chamberlain, mm. uh, they never won the NBA Finals they never beat the, the, the Boston Celtics. They lost to them six times in the 70s. They finally won the title in 1972. But it was this new era, new ownership of Jerry Buss, which was we're going to buy the best players. We're going to put on a show. We are located in the entertainment capital of the world in Hollywood, and we're going to act like it. And we're going to hire this new innovative coach and Jack McKinney and eventually led by Paul Westphal and, and Pat Riley. And we're going to have this fast-paced, up-tempo, flashy style of basketball. But, but that's the kind of style you speak of. But moreover, mm. they got used to winning. They won five championships there in that 79-80 decade. They continued to win with Shaq and Kobe in the early 2000s. So they now have 17 NBA championships tied for the most in NBA history with those same Celtics. Jerry Buss had a feud with Red Auerbach and the Celtics. He's always wanted to one-up them, so they want to be the team to get that next championship and have one more <laughs> than the Celtics. So that culture you speak of, it is a winning culture defined by championships, and that's the legacy mm. that has been left by Magic Johnson, by Kareem, by Shaq, by Kobe, by Pau Gasol, and let's face it, by now LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So as I spoke to LeBron today a little bit earlier this morning, he said his goal, he's now had four years here at this franchise. That's normally the longest he stays at a team. He is back for next year. It'll be his fifth, fifth year. That's the most he stayed at a team. Obviously Cleveland, but two different four years since. He said 
his goal was to win a championship for the Lakers. He did that, but now he wants more. He doesn't know how much, how many years he has left in him. So he wants to win another one, and that's the goal moving forward. So that culture you speak of, it's to get back to the top, get back to championships. So is that the answer, Michael? The answer is right at the beginning of that question from Izzy is like, who is the coach? Shouldn't just give the coaching to LeBron and and let him uh, get into it straight away. If he wants to, if he wants to win championships, win it, win it as a player coach, spend most of your time on the bench because he's doing all the coaching anyway. Yeah, you know, that's a, LeBron is the <laughs> star player, the general manager, the coach, the cheerleader, the architect, the, you know, and that's what you talk about as far as culture. The culture starts at the top, and there's always been moving pieces, interchangeable pieces in and out of the front office, of the players, of the coaching staff. But when you get into bed, to use that analogy I said of a, of a couple who sleeps in separate bedrooms now, when you get into bed with somebody like LeBron James and you become his partner, you're a little bit at the mercy of LeBron James and his team. Now, it worked in your favor. LeBron came into this team that had a collection of young, upcoming stars. They didn't win in LeBron's first year, so he had them all traded away, and he got Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis led them to that championship in that bubble during the pandemic in 2020, and so they reached the mountaintop. They accomplished the goal. Mm. But now you need to do it. And look, our sources from all year, from the offseason last summer, said, it was LeBron James and Anthony Davis that told the front office trade for Russell Westbrook. This was their decision. I believe LeBron James regrets that, not only because Russell Westbrook was not a very good fit uh, for him and Anthony Davis. Uh, he did not acquiesce and change his game the way he needed to and be willing to make sacrifices mm. to be able to play with those two superstars. He just kind of tried to play the way he's always played. And then also you, you got in bed with Anthony Davis, if you're LeBron James, and he was injured. He's missed almost an entire season of games over the last two seasons. And in order for you to reach the mountaintop and get back to winning rings, you need a healthy Anthony Davis. So I think LeBron James will have mm. his imprint all over the next head coach, to your point, and the roster, mm. as he does in any franchise he goes and takes over. And the next question is, who's that going to be? And I mentioned to, uh, to your guy right before I came on the show as far as who's the new coach. You know, look at Jawan Howard out of Michigan. I know that's his alma mater. He was part of the Fab Four. He probably doesn't want to leave there. He just made a great run to the Elite Eight in the NCAA tournament. But that's a guy that spent years in Miami winning championships with LeBron James. It's a guy that he likes, and it's a guy that he might want to have there. And the last thing I'll say about that coaching stuff, this is a Lakers franchise that three years ago in 2019 – they had a deal with Monty Williams. They let it fall through. He went to the Phoenix Suns. He'll be the coach of the year probably this year. Then you have a deal with Tyrone Liu, a guy that LeBron James definitely likes, who coached yeah. him to a championship in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. And also, you, that deal falls apart as well, and you let him go ultimately to the Clippers, where he's having success without superstars there. So the Lakers missed out, on my opinion, on two coaches that could have had this team still at championship level uh, with the roster they have. So you really have to hit a home run and nail this coaching hire. Beautiful, beautiful, Michael. Thank you so much for joining us, mate. We know you're a busy man. You're in between interviews. And, well, you gave us some good interviews and some good insights, what, what LeBron's after in the coaching, which, which is going to unfold in the next couple of weeks, mate. We appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you very much, Michael. You got it, guys. Stay safe in there. Have a good morning. Have a great show. Love you guys. Thank you. Beautiful. Man, he was good. He was so good. Great to tack left and do a bit of heat burling and Blair Chuk talking about the NBA. 
Oh, love it, love it. Anyway, that was Michael J. Duarte out of the NBC LA Reporter, and he just sharing his little insights on the NBA. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.